Welcome to We Are York, a podcast designed to dive into who we are as a community. My name is Stephen Postier, and I'll be interviewing various business owners, service club members, nonprofit directors, and other people from around York County, Nebraska. My goal is to find our why. Why York County, and why do people choose to call York home? This podcast is sponsored by Henderson State Bank, member FDIC. So I ask you to listen in on each episode as we discover another story about someone's why. Welcome to the next episode here of We Are York. I'm here with Larry Copsa, retired partner of Copsa Odie accounting firm here in York. Uh, I'm pretty much a local boy. I was raised over in Cordova, uh, and I went to high school in Exeter. I was real popular in high school. My folks uh, ran the tavern, so I got invited to all the parties. Uh, they wanted me to sneak in the tavern and get stuff. Uh, I went off to Kearney. I graduated from high school in 66 and uh, Kearney in, in 70. And I came out here in 72. I taught high school for two years. I came to New York and, and worked with, uh, it used to be Lindell, Sinister Lindell, and I kind of worked my way through the charts and, and uh, acquired the firm. And then Candy Odie became a partner with me, I think about 20 years ago. And uh, so that's uh, kind of my career as a highlight. Um, I have uh, my wife Maggie, and we have uh, six children, 19 grandchildren, one great grandchild on the way. And so, uh, the kids are fairly local. So, so that's pretty much me. The way I understand it, following you on Facebook, is you guys just completed a, a bike ride across Iowa? Yeah, uh, well, in retirement, one of the things uh, we had to figure out what we were going to do, and so we had some planning, and so we got into biking. We've, we've always biked some, and matter of fact, we did Turner, Nebraska, which is out west, a five-day ride uh, earlier this year, and then uh, RAG Ride, which is, stands for, RAG, everyone wonder what that stands for, so the registers, annual, Bike ride across Iowa, bike and ride ride, and uh, it's quite old. I'm mean, 30 or 40 years old. 15,000 bikes, if you can imagine. And it really is an interesting ride. You sleep in tents. You ride about 80 miles a day. We had one one day where we opted to do 116 miles. Uh, Iowa has a lot of hills, uh, if you didn't know that. <laughs> but um, it was great. Uh, it, what was really great about it, I think, as much as anything, is the communities, the way the communities came together. Uh, every community was a party. Every community was like a county fair. Uh, for example, if, uh, if York was a host city, we came in here and uh, Kearney was the next one. Uh, you'd get up in the morning here, we'd probably be sleeping out in the schoolyard or someplace in tents, and, and you take off, probably get uh, Benedict, or, and Benedict, the firemen would be making pancakes, and the high school classes, every, every town was a party. And you get to Grand Allen, which was maybe halfway point, and all the food vendors would be there. That was called a meeting city, and there was bands at every end city, every end. It's just it's amazing, amazing thing. So if you ever get a chance to go on Rag Ride, you can go for one or two days if you're interested. And every size of person is out there, old, young, little. That'd be fun. I, I know I uh, do a lot of bike riding with my girls and a trailer around town. And oh, good. used to do try to 15, 30 miles at all, but... That'd be a, a long time to have 100, 115 miles yeah, in a day. So, That'd be a long day. Yeah, we're, uh, we're uh, my sons, two of my boys, James and Ben, and Maggie and I, we're going to, uh, next week, not this weekend, next weekend, we're going to start at Yankton, and we're going to bike down 81 to the Kansas line, 230 miles, for a couple-day ride. It should be a good ride. Hopefully we have good wind out of the north, or yeah. it's going to be horrible. <laughs> 
Back to kind of talking about Copsa uh, Odi. Did you guys have a focus, uh, an area that you guys sure. really uh, targeted? Yeah. Well, I'm really proud of our, the firm we built. Uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, anybody that's in business, you have to be patient. It takes time, and we built it up. But our, our focus... Our focus was really to create value for clients. As a matter of fact, I was talking to uh, somebody that I'm doing a, uh, a, a, a seminar with uh, in November. You know, we always said it's not about the money. It's about the service and uh, the, treating the employees right. And our firm, uh, we have 30 people work for us. Most people don't realize that. We have one person that uh, lives in, uh, in Kearney and telecommutes to us. One person that lives in Omaha and telecommutes. We have one person in, uh, down in, uh, uh, down in uh, the pruning area, and she comes in about two days a week. And with technology anymore, you can work from anywhere. We're really, Cubside is really high tech. I think we're probably as high tech as as anybody was on the cutting edge of technology, and that's what you need to be these days. Uh, several years ago, Candy and I, uh, we were on our retreat. We did a lot of planning. You know, we decided that uh, York is, York community, York is uh, getting smaller, our farmers are getting bigger, and so we had to do something. So we, we decided we really needed to specialize. We, we deal in niches, and we are probably the foremost uh, uh, accounting firm for uh, in the beauty industry, and a lot of people don't know that about us. We have we're we're in 44 states. Uh, I have uh, clients on Fifth Avenue in New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, everywhere. You name it, 44 states. And then with distributors, beauty distributors, I uh, am working in a niche. Uh, rather than being good at grocery stores and farmers and gas stations and beauty shops and others, we, we said we don't want to be just good at some things. We want to be great at a few things. And so that's how we got into this business because it, it met our criteria. And so I used to uh, do a lot of speaking. I, uh, I'd probably be gone 10, 10 to 15, probably 15 weeks a year speaking at different conventions. Uh, and that was whole our marketing plan. You know, if you hold the mic, people think you know what you're talking about. And so that was our marketing plan. So uh, and it's worked out really good for us. So our niches are in the beauty industry. Certainly agriculture is our main niche because we're sitting here. And uh, tax planning, we really concentrate on being tax planners, not just preparers. Highly educated in that area. So, so that's what we do. We have clients from all over. We have, we have some farmers that come to us from Paxton. Every time I drive to Colorado, I think, my goodness, these guys come all the way from Paxton wow. to see us. But, but we have a reputation. Yeah. That's good. How did you, uh, I guess, end up starting an accounting firm here in New York? Or did you say well, you were kind of from here? The well, area, there was a firm here. It was called Lindell Swift and Lindell. John Lindell Sr. was way before our time even, and uh, he started the firm, and his son John Lindell and Robert Sylvester, uh, they were together. And uh, I can't work for them, just an accountant, did audits and that type of thing. And then as years passed, I became more into the business, and I became older, decided to do other things, and I eventually bought in and eventually bought the practice. And so we're kind of a survivor of that. And now you've uh, worked on transitioning the business onto, um, as you've retired, can you describe that process? a little bit? Or? Yeah, business succession planning is, is so, so important. That's, as a matter of fact, that's what I'm going to be talking about to uh, probably about 300 people in uh, Omaha in November about business succession planning. Business succession planning is so important. Most businesses don't do it. And if they don't do succession planning, you know, it just falls apart. You know, you got to protect your family and your clients. you got to protect. And one of the biggest things on our situation, our staff, 
was really, uh, you know, we asked staff, what's our biggest problem? What are we going to do when Larry's gone? Well, I knew that they'd be okay, but they didn't know that. So we, we took a long-term effort, and we helped a lot of, I, I did a lot of succession planning for other clients, so I knew what I was doing. We took about two years. We hired somebody two years ago. Uh, uh, April McDaniel came in, and she shadowed me, and then she eventually took over. Matter of fact, today, uh, she was out at Holtus doing an ag seminar for our ag clients. Uh, and so we brought her on, and, uh, and so two years ago, I took a month off just to see that I could, and the staff says, hey, that worked okay. We lived without Larry, which was great. And then last year, uh, I took, uh, I worked about two and a half days starting in June, probably three days, and just kind of flipped through it. And it worked out really, really, really well. Uh, not only for the staff and for our clients and for uh, the work getting done, it also allowed me a time to make the transition. A lot of times I've tried, people have trouble making transition to uh, what are you going to do now? And so that's what I'm biking and doing those type of things. So, so it's been great. And if, if people out there aren't succession planning, they really should be because... Uh, you know, all of a sudden something happens and where's your business at? So switching gears a little bit, if you hadn't been an accountant, what other career do you think you might be in right now or would have been yeah, in? That's good. I, you know, really, I think I, I was successful as, a, as, a, as an accountant because I was a teacher. Because I, mean, I taught my clients, I taught my staff. You know, so as we were working with something, I was teaching. I was just natural for me. I'd be a teacher. I, I was an adjunct professor up the up at um, uh, York College till this year. I taught taxation up there, and uh, no, that's, that's probably what I should be. I should be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, there's still time. You could. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing this is uh, York County is a great community to be a part of. You know, you've had your whole business here, your whole life here. Um, is there anything that you would change, or one thing you'd like to see changed in York to make it an even better community? Yeah, York's been here a long time, and and. Uh, Population is pretty solid, st stable, I should say. Um, and population shrinks a little bit. A lot of people live outside the city limits, as far as the, the city is concerned. York, uh, you know, it's, it's a good community. A lot of times, people say, "Hey, what's happening in York?" And all they think about is the downtown square. And uh, you know, I think it's probably changes that happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, downtown square used to be really popular, of course, when people were farming, coming on Thursdays and Saturday nights. And, and downtown's harder to harder to maintain. I mean, I ordered some stuff yesterday uh, that I'm going to go into Lincoln probably next week. Uh, I need to order some stuff for my bike. I, I went on Amazon bought it. It's, it's going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, so how do you compete against that? So I, I think when you talk about what's going on with York, you, know, you can talk about, I, I don't think about it as just downtown area. I think about it as the whole community. It's a great community, great people, have great mm. education, great schools. We're lucky to have York College here. We have uh, great volunteer organizations. So in that, that respect, I think it's, it's very good. You know, I, I see some other communities doing some public-private uh, partnerships uh, for education of kids. Uh, I see York's doing some of that. It would really be nice if we could get uh, a little more apprenticeships going on. You know, I like to keep people back here in York. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you talk to most people coming out of college, where do they go to work? They want to work where they apprentice. Well, if we could have somebody apprentice in our accounting firm, maybe they go off to college and come back. I know that probably three or four, I'd have to think real quick, but probably one, two, three, four. At least four people that we currently have on staff, I taught. 
uh, in my college class. Why are they with us? Because I taught them. Now, if, uh, if they wouldn't have been with us in my class and they come on intern, and, uh, we wouldn't have those four employees. Um, so I would like to see maybe a little more organized effort. Uh, and I think York is working on that. Mm -hmm. But you know, there, there's something out there called Blueprint for Nebraska that, that they're working on, which I think is a very valid effort trying to look at the entire state and how we can help the entire state grow and bring in business. And, and there's the words, bring in business. Yeah. And I, that bothers me a little bit. You know, last weekend I, uh, I went and saw Ringo Starr at, at the Council Bluffs and so stayed in Omaha. And, you know, we, we went in Thursday, went to Fontenelle Forest, and I'm retired now, so we went in Thursday, went to Fontenelle Forest, and, and then we went to Ringo Starr Friday night. And, the skyline of Omaha is beautiful. We walked over onto the Bob Carey Bridge and looked at the skyline. It's fantastic. The restaurants are great. The entertainment, there's more entertainment than a guy can get in. And I had to think as I was looking at Omaha, how could Omaha, how could York, Nebraska, or Alliance, Nebraska, or Shelby, Nebraska, anybody compete against Omaha? I mean, growing like crazy. Look what's helping the Alcorn uh, and Gretna uh, expansion. You know, that's probably where it's going to be. And, you know, I think we can throw ideas, but I think York is going to grow. It's going to have to be homegrown businesses. It's going to have mm -hmm. to be businesses like uh, agri-products. Uh, why is agri-products here? Because because uh, the father, grandfather started the business here, or SeaTac. Uh, Better nutrition. All those guys, you know, they're here because they started the Oh, Cups Odie. You know, we were a two, three-person firm, no thirty people. You know, we we, we have a big payroll. Uh, we're part of York. Why is that? Well, because we grew it here, and that's I think what, you know, that's what it's going to take. Whether it be a blueprint from Basque or York Economic Development or State Economic Development, it's going to take that type of thing to to take local businesses and help them make it be successful. So they can grow and service their customers, their clients. I think there's a lot of people here in York that have ideas that are just looking for that next step of how to start their business or um, how to grow from a one person out of their home business right now into maybe you know hiring that first employee. And I know Lisa with YCDC does a lot with education on trying to grow and provide resources through those programs. I know for internships, I think, isn't there like Intern Nebraska that yeah. offers grants for businesses to hire interns and to help pay, mm -hmm. pay for some of that. I know uh, Mike Lucas um, was a previous superintendent here and Bart, um, the new superintendent, I know they're big with uh, some of the career academies that they're mm -hmm. working on trying to create some of those apprenticeships, even to the point where they've got certificates now so a kid graduating high school could walk right into a job yeah. in, in a number of industries here in the community and York College, SCC, campus here, they're all working on trying to, uh, to grow some of those uh, programs. And I think that speaks right to what you're talking about. You know, that's the, that focus. We've got talent. We've got great kids, great community, great people here in the community. We can you know, help encourage some growth here and continue yeah, to improve Yeah, and they just York. have to know it's there. They have to know the help's there. And they have to know to ask. You know, I, I might be a great mechanic, but that doesn't mean I'm a great business person. Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm not, you know, and I think then it's just helping those people you know, make that next step to be a good business person is what you need to be. I don't care what you are, you have to be a business person. And, well, I don't like numbers. How many times did I hear that from clients? I don't like numbers. Well, then you shouldn't be in business. You know, you have to, you know, that's your, that's telling you how, that's your scorecard. And, uh, 
And so that's where the groups that you're talking about can help people to make that difference. And I, and I hope that keeps to be encouraged. Very much so. Well, is there anything that uh, you would like to bring up, any advice or things we haven't covered yet? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think, uh, you know, those people that are listening, if you're in business, I think that's succession planning. It's something, well, you know, you need to start that early. You can't say, well, I think I'm going to quit next year. It's probably a five-year process, and uh, it takes time. Uh, you have to, re you know, I, I had a client that uh, uh, had a really great business, had a stroke. <laughs> and uh, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, his wife, you know, he was probably only maybe late 40s, early 50s. Well, he had some employees. Well, the employees were scared, and they started going, and the clients started going. And he, did, he had some insurance, but not enough insurance to take care of it. Now, if he would have had a plan in place, uh, I think things would have ran smooth. I had one client in New York that I talked, I had that conversation with, and I'll do that someday, you know, I was gonna do it someday. And then he had a motorcycle wreck. <laughs> I mean, he just broke a leg, so nothing, nothing yeah. serious, but, yeah, but no, thank you. Well, I appreciate yeah. having the opportunity to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, appreciate you sitting down and uh, offer some good advice, and yeah, thank you. Very good, thank you. enjoyed this podcast and want to hear others, check out our website, hendersonstatebank.net backslash podcast. You can subscribe to be one of the first people to hear the latest We Are York episodes. You can also follow Henderson State Bank on Facebook for new information or to send me a message if you've got a business in the community you'd like to hear more about. I'm Stephen Postier. Thank you for listening to We Are York. Until next time.